Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Forza Italian Football Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke to you after having a brief break during the international games. And it's been even longer since you heard from my only guest tonight. I'm Connor Clancy. And joining me after a couple of weeks off is Nicholas Carroll. Nick, how's everything? I'm doing very well, Connor. I'm happy to be here uh, bringing the FIF podcast live from Napoli itself, as you might be able to see some of the background there, some of the houses. So uh, we're just near Garibaldi here. We've set up. We've obviously been at the a couple of games this weekend. Um, if you have seen the YouTube page, so that's been lots of fun. But yeah, weekend, seen some good football. Uh, a bit disappointed with Inter's loss today, but um, hey, if you can't win them all, yeah, I was um, personally took a lot of satisfaction out of Inter's defeat tonight because as you say you're in Naples um, and I'll be meeting you in Rome tomorrow so it's nice to have Atalanta ahead of Inter for our first encounter in person but um, I suppose that's where we'll start with Inter against Sampdoria. Inter did Inter take the lead sorry I only caught the last 20 minutes of this myself but the end result is all that matters and they were beaten 2-1. You're not too happy about Patrick Schick's goal for Sampdoria do you want to talk us through what happened? Uh, losing to Sampdoria at home is not is not a is not a good result for Inter. Uh, I think I was reading a stat just earlier that it was the first time Sampdoria's won away at Inter since 1996, which kind of tells you something. Um, so, yeah, disappointing on a lot of accounts. I think the international break definitely all um, on the team. We, uh, I shouldn't say we. Inter didn't look um, near the form that they were showing before the break. Uh, a lot of our representatives were obviously um, nations. So, you know, you can't excuse that to some extent, but at the same time, 
into the more than professional team, well, it should be anyway, and um, we should be coming away with those wins. Um, you know, despite dominating possession, um, like a lot of the times, uh, the, the crossing uh, was pretty abysmal. Kondreva, again, was just not uh, producing uh, from out wide and really just weren't taking any chances and Sampdoria made us pay. And to be fair to them, they actually hit the crossbar, I think, twice in the first half. So um, it wasn't as though um, they just had that those two opportunities. So um, fair play to them, but for Inter, nowhere near the quality that they should be at. And um, I would be hoping that it was just uh, one of those off games after the international break maybe a week or two into it, they'll get some form and get back to that form that they were trying before the break where they were consistently best in the study. Yeah, um, they did lose late on because of a Fabio Qualitrella penalty, which was given because of a handball from Brozovic. I know you've not been his biggest fan this year. Uh, what was he thinking, putting his arms out so far away from his body in the box? Like that's a penalty all day long. I often, for for most of the minutes that Brozovic plays, I wonder what he's doing. And, I mean, that kind of characterises what he does on the field because I question it all the time. And that's just, that's all kind of summed up into one little action uh, which cost into the game. So um, it, I, I thought it was very odd that Pioli started with, uh, paired with Brozovic as opposed to Kondogbia. And unfortunately, Gagliardini went off with an ankle injury, I believe, and was subbed um, subbed on by Kondogbia. So, which was preferred starter, and as we've seen many times this season, he just he kind of seems a bit lost in that team. He doesn't have a big impact in the midfield. He sort of touches, but he doesn't make any significant impact. So it's it's quite frustrating seeing him. So I don't know what Piol is kind of looking at there. If there's something a lot of the fans aren't seeing because I know a lot of the fans on Twitter and social media were kind of echoing the same kind of thoughts as to why he's continually in these matches. But uh, ridiculous by Brozovic and hopefully, uh, let's say many Inter fans will be hoping to see less of him as the weeks go by. Yeah, he tends to be linked with the move away as a lot of players in Serie A do. So hopefully for your sanity, he will be signed by somebody else in the summer. We'll try and get through this as quickly as possible. But um, just remember, folks, that if you have any questions or comments, you can just drop them into the comments box there below and we'll try our best to get to them all and read them out live on air. We'll move now to a game which you were at in the Stadio San Paolo last night. Uh, Sunday night for those listening a little later in the week it was the first of two meetings between Napoli and Juventus in the space of four days the second one we will be at again on Wednesday evening Um, but you have to say it was pretty much a job well done from Juve wasn't it they went there knowing that they just really needed to avoid defeat and job done yeah yeah I guess you could say that in that it was almost Almost uh, quite typical of UA in that even though when they're, they're not at their best and they're, they're not playing a great game, they still manage to get results. And more than often, those results are wins. But I guess because it was a, a quite strong Napoli outfit, that it, it did end up a draw. So I guess you could say job well done for Juve. It was a 
given how the game went, I think fans, even Tini, would be quite happy with that. I mean, let's be honest, Napoli dominated most of that game. And I, I, I think from a neutral so, Nick, you're breaking up there a bit. Um, I'll just give your connection a chance to recover maybe. But yeah, Napoli did dominate the game. And Juve were just so disciplined defensively as we've come to expect from them, especially in Europe this year. But um, do you think the difference might have been, I know Dries Mertens has been brilliant this year for Napoli, but do you think the difference might have been they just lack a proper striker with that instinct? There was an incident late on. There was a great ball over the top from, I think, Zielinski, who found Callahan. And then Callahan knocked the ball back across goal where you would expect a striker to gamble on being but Mertens was just standing about six yards away from it. What do you think is, do they have problems up front, even with Mertens' good form this year? Sorry, I'm back. There we go. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm outside. I've got some uh, dodgy B&B Wi-Fi, so please excuse, <laughs> excuse me if I'm dropping in and out. Right. Um, I was just saying that um, obviously Napoli dominated the game, but they couldn't take advantage of that. A lot of it is down to Juventus's good defense, obviously, but do you think they're lacking a proper striker? Um, Mertens just doesn't seem to have the natural instincts of someone like Gonzalo Higuain, for example. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I think that's probably a hard argument to make given how many goals Mertens has scored this season. Um, granted, in this game, I think... Um, you know, I think me and Dov actually had this discussion that they were they were trying those crosses in and it just clearly wasn't working against that Juventus defence. Um, they needed to change things up. Um, you know, they're going, kicking it constant, constantly towards a five-foot, you know, six striker um, and it wasn't working in that. But that first half, I mean, the service was pretty terrible, to, um, you know, to his defence. Um, a lot of the crosses were going completely over everyone and then when they did get the chance at finishing, I think, as you mentioned, they just weren't, um, it, it just wasn't happening for them. But granted, they look, they had the halftime break and they came out, they were much more effective in that attacking third. And they were actually, instead of just kind of pinging balls in from out wide, they were actually trying to play through the UVA defense. And um, you can see that perfectly with the uh, Marek Hamsik's goal. Um, it was a great little team goal, a, a big build-up from midfield, and then Hamsik to Mertens puts it back to Hamsik, who's made the runs, and slots it into the corner. And I think for teams like that, that's that's the that, I mean that's really Napoli's strength, particularly with a striker such as Mertens now. Advantage, I think you know they they can play the ball like that. Uh, I, I would say better than anyone in Serie A. So I think that's the way they're definitely going to get through defenses like Juventus. And going forward to Wednesday's Coppa Italia, I think they will be looking to to uh, infiltrate the box with that kind of play as much as possible. Yeah, well, they are they're three one down from the first leg, but at the San Paolo, they could probably beat anybody. They were they were brilliant against Real Madrid earlier this or last month, sorry, um, but it just didn't happen for them. Do you think they've they can do it and go through to the final? Well, I honestly think the way that they dominated Juve for much of that game, and for for honestly forty five minutes, they their their play in that attacking third was pr- quite rubbish. 
So to come back and get a draw against them when for 45 minutes they, they weren't that great, um, I think they can grab a lot of confidence from that, from taking what they did in the second half. They were creating so much, so many chances. And not only that, but they kept Juve to shots, four mm. shots in total um, compared to their 13. And I think uh, one of the stats was saying that that was the biggest margin between um, shots and shots conceded that um, Juve had ever, that Juve had conceded in quite a while um, in Serie A this season, I should say. So, you know, not only in attack, they can create the chances, but defensively, um, probably, and they won't get that much credit for it, but uh, Napoli was incredible in defence. They limited Juve so much, particularly out wide. I thought um, Hisai and uh, Strinic were fantastic, and um, Juve really weren't able to infiltrate out wide, and it really limited their attacking abilities. So there's lots of positives that Napoli can take from, from the way they played, and I guess... Back to the question, um, I think they can, personally. I think they can overturn it. It's, it's you know, it's going to be difficult, but I think, I mean, just being at that stadium and hearing the, you know, the, I mean, it, it, it's, it was an experience like nothing other. And, I mean, we've put some videos up if anyone wants to go check them out on YouTube, but you'll hear some of the screaming and the whistling coming from the San Paolo and even even the videos do it no justice as to how deafening and those noises were so with that behind you I mean it's it's almost like you just have to believe that they can actually overturn it um in saying that look Juve are are Juventus and they are going to make it as difficult as possible and you saw in that second half even they were just kind of happy to um although they did look a bit nervous they were happy to just play it around at the back so it's, I think it's going to be a great game because Napoli will be coming out and attacking. So we're go, um, hopefully we're going to see some good attacking football. And, um, yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be how effective Napoli's attack can be against Juve's defence because I think the, the play of the match will go towards Napoli's way again. Yeah, you, you make a good point mentioning the crowd because that was one of the key factors in their early dominance, if you want to call it that, against Madrid. Although eventually yep. Madrid came back, but through Sergio Ramos doing what he does best and spoiling the party. But the videos you put up, you put one up on Twitter and then plenty went up on YouTube. It looked um, and sounded, more importantly, amazing. Um, I've only been to the San Paolo once myself. Um, they beat, I think they beat Lazio 4-1 and Higuain scored a hat-trick. And when they do that, when the, the guy, Daniel Decibel, as they call him, does the shout and they shout it back, it's it is yeah. something like nothing else. And I'm really looking forward to hearing that again on Wednesday night. And hopefully they can complete an amazing comeback, which is what it will be. We'll move on again to Roma. Were you at this game? Roma 2, Empoli Nils. Yes, yep. Um, at home to Empoli. Against a terrible side, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, to be honest, Roma weren't even that great they um wasted you don't a lot need of to be to beat empoli these days yeah well i mean that's the thing that roma could uh were quite it was quite a safe victory 2-0 and roma were nowhere near their best so um possibly a good time to play empoli coming back from the international break i guess you could say with uh, a lot of their players also um with their respective nations so yeah they they weren't great uh Nangalan was nowhere near as decisive as he has been um but Dzeko, Granted, um, played with Bosnia as a beginner, came back and um, 
yeah, got two goals, got a brace and equals Capacanianeri, uh title race, like you guess you could say. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, the quality of football wasn't great, uh, being there in the stadium particularly. Um, yeah, not great, not a great game to watch, but Roma did what they needed to and I'm sure they'll be better for for getting another game under their belts um, after the break. Yeah, with those two goals as well, Ivan Dzeko did become the first Roma player to score 33 goals since Francesco Totti in, I think it was 2006-07. But they're now four points ahead of Napoli and in second place. It's basically theirs to lose now, isn't it? Surely the top three is done and dusted. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you would think it is Roma's to lose. I would agree with that. The only, I guess... (sighs) The only kind of thing in the side of my head that I have is if anyone has the ability to kind of blow it, it's it's Roma. With all, with all due respect to the Gialarossi fans, um, you, we know Roma have those games in them. And, uh, I, and I've, I've kind of been saying it all season and it might turn out to be to have been wrong all season and I'll gladly take that on the on the chest if I am. But I think Napoli are, are a more consistent team and I think particularly going to the finish line, I think they will be a more consistent team. But, um, yeah, it is Roma's to lose. That's, you know, not um, tippy-toe around that, I guess. They they should t- um, get the second place from here. But, um, yeah, we'll see. It'll, it'll be a good fight. Hopefully uh, we get – it's it's, it's going to be a bit, a bit of a disappointing with the Scudetto race again this season. But hopefully we get some good competition – um, for second, third, and then, well, obviously, the Europa places have been uh, quite a good little uh, competition going there. So, yeah, let's hope it can continue. Oh, we'll come to the Europa League places, Nicholas. Don't you worry about <laughs> yeah, I'm that. sure we will. I'm but sure we will. Currently occupying one of those places is Lazio. And if Napoli can still catch Roma, surely Lazio can still catch Napoli because they're only four points behind the Parthenope. Um, they went behind to Sassuolo, but they came back and won 2 1, showing this fight that we've seen them show all season, which is something that you wouldn't really associate with them in the last couple of years. But they look really good. We've discussed them a little bit, but I still don't feel like we've discussed them quite enough. And I'm guilty in this as well because I don't watch Lazio anywhere near as much as I should, just because I don't see them as being in that top bracket, but they really are. And they deserve to be taken a bit more seriously, I think. And if we can look ahead to next week, just really briefly, they actually play Napoli at the Stadio Olimpico, which if they win that, you've got to think they could really push and get the Champions League places. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, I talk about consistency with regards to Napoli against Roma, but consistency-wise, Lazio have been one of the most consistent this season and possibly even more so in 2017. I mean, I think they've, they're undefeated in what, uh, 10, 11 matches, including the Coppa Italia games. So um, yeah, I think we've briefly talked about them, but um, I I think they've, it's almost like they've gone under the radar this season. Everyone's with all that's going on with, you know, Juve, Napoli, Roma, and all the trouble, the Inter, and then Atalanta's incredible season uh, Milan's woes and Lazio just kind of going doing about their business quietly and Simone Anzaghi has done an incredible job as you said it, it's 
it's very much a mindset where even from coming from behind, they can fight. And it's, it's, he's, in, he's changed that squad. They're, I mean, you look at one, even one or two seasons ago, I mean, it's, it's such a contrast um, in terms of just the mentality of that team. Um, they have a lot of spirit, a lot of fight. Um, and as I think we've, uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago, they, they, they are a team. They very much play like a team more than so many of the other teams around them. So, um, I, I mean, I can't. Uh... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, give enough credit to Stamoni and Zavi. He's done incredible there. And Look, I, I mean, against Napoli, you know, it's it's quite close. But, I mean, you also have to look at Lazio's run to the end. They have, um, as you mentioned, they've got Napoli. Then they've also got Roma. They've got Fiorentino, Fiorentina and Inter and then finish with Cotone. But they've got some difficult games. So I guess that's going to be the real test. Um, yeah, I suppose. But got- if- if they can beat Napoli this week, well, then you can you'd fancy them against pretty much anybody. They got their first win over Roma in four years in the first leg of the Coppa Italia, so they'll have confidence going into that as well. Fiorentina, well, everybody who listens knows our thoughts on Fiorentina this year, so you would expect them to win there as well. And Inter will yeah. be a test, granted, um, especially after tonight's result. You'd expect Inter to really up their game in the next few weeks. Yeah, well, I mean that that match could very well be for fourth and fifth position outright uh, for the season, so that could be a huge game. Okay, don't be getting ahead of yourself with that fifth place chat <laughs> because next on the list is Genoa Atalanta. Um, I really like the teams from Liguria this week: Samp beating Inter and Genoa just kindly rolling over and allowing Atalanta to beat them five nil. 
Abdomarasi. Uh, what more can you say? Papagomas scored a hat-trick. We're not going to discuss Atalanta for too long because the listeners get it enough. And Nick, trust me, you will be hearing enough about them in the next few days once I meet you out in Rome. But it's Papu's first season getting to double digits for goals. He got that last time he played and then he scored the first hat-trick of his career against Genoa. Um, he's been brilliant and I'm terrified that someone's going to take him away. I know he said that if they get Europe, he'll stay. But if someone throws a lot of money at him, you couldn't really be angry at him if he left. Um, the one shock about him really is that he's not getting a look in in that Argentina squad. Um, well, I mean, even Mario Cardi can't get in. So, yeah, wait in line, buddy. But Mauro Icardi is a, an extremely dislikable character. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, but, uh, don't get me started on this again. I've just had this discussion with the boss for the last two hours. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll dissect that once I get out to Rome to meet you tomorrow. Don't worry. Um, but in Andrea Conti and Mattia Caldara, do Atalanta have the best attacking defenders in Serie A? You're just going to laugh. Uh, Go on. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the best. They've got a, a good young bunch. I'm not going to say the best. I'm not going <laughs> to jump to any. You're not going to get me quoting. You're going to get a little soundbite of me saying this. I'm going to be careful, very careful with my words here because um, Mr. Dove might tweet that quote as well <laughs> so um no but and there's a lot of talent there granted it's i mean it's it's across the whole field it's you know a great young talented team with so much potential and as you mentioned with um with gomez it's the big question is how many of those plays atlanta can keep um you know hopefully it will it be good to see one of these teams kick on for another season i mean we've seen uh Sassuolo, from last season who have um, gone down quite a bit and struggled with the whole Serie A and Europa League. You look at Udinese a few seasons ago um, when they finished third and then after that they dropped significantly. So it would be good to see one of these teams actually, you know, stay up there. But, I mean, that's a whole, you know, whole whole other task in itself. So um, you can't hold it against the teams, but it's um, it, it would be good to see. Yeah, I hate to drag it back to English football, but uh, we saw Leicester last year. They mm. won the Premier League, and then because they're a small club, I don't know what it was, but there seemed to be a target on their backs from everyone else. And obviously they dropped their performances as well, but the big thing was Kante got signed by Chelsea. Uh, so once these players impress with the smaller clubs, the big clubs do just come in and strip them down to their bare bones and I'm kind of afraid about this summer if I'm being completely honest but um, the highlight of this game for me was probably the Papu dance getting its first airing on the pitch I don't know if you've been keeping up with this trend on Instagram Nick have you? I've seen a bit of it I've seen enough of it let's say that (laughs) well you'll be seeing plenty more trust me I'll be doing the Papu dance all over Rome and Naples in the next few days I might even have to interrupt a couple of your YouTube videos in the background, maybe. But we, we'll move You're on. You're going to be starring in some YouTube videos. What do you mean? Um, yeah, I'm just going to be doing the Papu dance. Did you not get the message? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 
we'll move on to the final game that we're going to discuss because, like we said, I'm flying out tomorrow and I want to get up early. So I want to be in bed early. Um, but it's Pescara Milan, uh, an absolute disaster against the Delphini for Milan, I'm sure you'll agree, and an absolute disaster for Gigi Donnarumma. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what, what can you say about that? That opener from Pescara or from James Pelota, I guess. Um, I, um, yeah, particularly after. Um, sorry, just lost my train of thought. Yeah, particularly yeah. after the the international break, um, where Donnarumma played, and I mean, had a. Um, I gave incredible. Man, I did the player ratings against the for the game against the Netherlands and. In a, in a not an impressive win, but a comfortable enough win. I thought Donnarumma was brilliant. He got the highest rating from me. And I saw a few other of the Italian-based news sites were doing the same thing. But with this back pass, when yeah. Paletta plays that back pass, um, defenders are told, if you're playing a ball back to a goalkeeper, don't play it in line with the goal. You know, just... So even if that does... Yeah, happen, put it wide. Put it wide. But surely the blame has to be shared between the two, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. And uh, excuse me, I th- if I did say, <laughs> I think I may have said James Pelota. I've got Roma on. Yeah, I think so. I, I, did, I did obviously mean Gabriel um, Pelota. Um, <laughs> Roma on the head. I'm already thinking about our, our meeting in Rome. I'm ahead of myself. So my apologies, everyone. I do, I do know the difference. <laughs> Just, um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I, it wasn't a great pass, granted. But um, it, I mean, we're talking about the top league in Serie A. And, uh, Donnarumma needs to do a lot better than that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I guess you can say it happens. Um, Buffon has done probably not that bad, but similar type of things before, one or two. So it might just be one of those things. He's young you know it's bound to happen and I guess given his age you'd probably expect it to happen more than he has and given how much he's saved Milan this season I think he could probably um, let him off for, for this one mistake but I mean in terms of the result yeah awful awful result for Milan um, just not good enough really given the and with all due respect to Pescara, given the, the quality of the opposition, they need to be winning those games every time, really. There's no yeah, excuse. Definitely. There is absolutely no excuse to not beat Pescara. Um, it's an absolute disaster. Uh, but that's probably Milan's, well, it's not quite their European hopes done, of course, but it's a serious knock against them with a few tough games still to come between now and the end of the season for them. We... We'll move on briefly. Just look at the bottom of the table. We did discuss. We've had a message actually on Twitter from someone who will remain nameless. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree with my decision there. But we've been told to be careful with what we say about Udinese. Uh, Nick, do you want to give a word about Udinese? We've been bothered about this for weeks. Maybe this will put an end to it. Uh, you know what? I had a great stat the other week about Udinese, but. They kind of ruined it with their awful defence this this week. Um, so I'll have to relook at the stat next week. Uh, maybe I can get something positive out for them. But they um, they let in 
a lot of shots uh Torino kind of I mean granted to get to get a draw <laughs> in that match was was impressive but I mean Torino was all over them for that match and that they Torino could have scored four or five so um we've got a Good. Uh, let's say, I guess you could say the same as Juventus, job well done in that they were completely outplayed, but they got a draw. But also um, they need to tighten up at the back, which which going back to my original stat, which I'll try and air maybe next week when I'm back home. But um, they it was basically on the oh, – I have a guest here. <laughs> I'm very sorry. If anyone's listening to the audio, you're not I was being the producer, so I had to – Come back and would you like a come here? Or can I I'll have a headphone? We're gonna share. We're sharing. All right, boss. Hi, Connor. Hi, everybody. The five watchers. It's lovely to see you. <laughs> it's nice to see you too, Dove. Oh, um, have you? We were just talking about Udinese. We're being bothered by that yeah. persistence and irritating follower we have on Twitter. She wants us to talk about Udinese again. Have you got anything to say about? Them? Uh, they're they're lucky. They're a very lucky side. They're one of the luckiest sides um, <laughs> in Serie A this season. Uh, to be honest, they, they shouldn't really be in the league. I think everybody would agree with that. Yeah. Um, they're basically yeah. not even in Italy. They should just play in the Slovenian league, shouldn't they? Exactly. That that would probably be better for everyone, everybody. Yeah, so I think we fulfilled a, some sort of contractual obligement there to talk about Udinese. We've been hassled about that for weeks so hopefully that puts a very firm end to it uh we don't want to talk about them they give us no reason to talk about them so we're not gonna talk about them for the rest of the season you're, you're talking about them too much you keep you're you're dragging us on quite a lot move, I'm move not on, on, on. <laughs> right that'll just about do it i think for this week like i said wait hold on you didn't, you didn't even talk about cable did you even talk about cable why do you talk about cable? Cable were robbed against. Were robbed, I tell you. <laughs> Rob, on, have your Kiev minute. No, that was it. They were robbed, completely and utterly robbed. It should have been three nothing. God knows how Crotone won at the cauldron. What is called? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they managed to do it. It's terrible, honestly. And I'm sure all the listeners and watchers and viewers and all those people agree as well. You're going to stick with cauldron, yeah. It is a cauldron. 9,000 fans that make more noise than 80,000 Napoli fans, I'll tell you that much. All right, we're trying to big up the San Paolo. We're going there on Wednesday. We're making videos. Don't video on that. We will. We will. Yeah. Okay. I'd just like to personally congratulate the Calabrese team of Crotone for getting their first away win in Serie A. So. Well, we like, to, we'll, we'll, we like to give things to people as well. So we're, we're quite a giving club. So we kind of we don't we don't want to kind of keep all the success to ourselves, but it's good it's good to give. Yeah, it's good to be charitable, especially mm. in Syria. Um, like I said, we will be out with the guys are there in Naples now, but I will be joining them in Rome tomorrow, and then we will be going to the Coppa Italia derby della Capitale again. I don't know if the people can hear the sirens, but they're they're they're, they're getting prepared for your arrival. No, we can hear that. That's probably to protect <laughs> Gonzalo Higuain, I'm sure, and then. We'll be heading down to Naples again on Wednesday for the rematch between Napoli and Juve. Uh, keep an eye on YouTube. We'll be putting up plenty of videos. The usual stuff is going on on ForzaItalianFootball.com. This will be out on iTunes and Acast tomorrow. I'll edit it in the airport and send it on to you. And yeah, that's pretty much that. So keep an eye on everything. Um, next time, we'll chat to you from Italy.
Say goodbye, boys. No, 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 no hold on. Wait, but I, they need wow. to give us money on Patreon. Because oh, that's we, next we, we, we are poor journalists. <laughs> <laughs> we come out here to give people live things from Napoli and we come to, to report from these games for people. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a hard job, but well, it's a job that costs a, a lot of money. I was about to swear there, but I realised this is a family show. <laughs> it's a family show like Kievo is a family club Nick do you want to do your professional Patreon plug or are you happy to leave it to the boss man this week well, hold on. listen you, you're taking the piss out of Kievo right do you know that do you know that Kievo gave every single one of their season ticket holders a bottle of Prosecco for Christmas yeah I saw that you probably shared it on Facebook and Twitter and I did because how many clubs do that you don't see Juve doing that do you or they've, only got, they've only got 9,000 going to games so it's easier for them yeah, but they've got loads of like season ticket holders all over the world. They just can't get to the games, but they're, they're part of the family club. Should be oh, hashtag Cable Family Club. Right, well, we can, we'll introduce that hashtag going forward for the rest of the season. There you but, go. Uh, have you got all your Kievo runs finished with now? Uh, big surge. Oh, big surge. Big surge. He should be in the Italy team, I'll tell you. Get this Bellotti guy out. Get this Immobile guy out. Ed there, he's not even Italian. Sergio Polizia should be in there. Mm. Right, I'm done now. Did you see the, actually, Chievo, did you see the goal that Majorini scored in training? Obviously. I watch all the training sessions. It was amazing. We'll try find that video because it's worth putting out there. But yeah, go. say goodbye now, Dov. Bye, everybody. Nick. Am I saying bye? Yeah, please say goodbye. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Connor. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm sure all the fans are going to enjoy their big meeting. We'll have to do some sort of ceremonial handshake um, when we meet for the first time. I was thinking like a run together in a field of flowers in slow motion. Kind of. I've got a better idea. Do you want to do the Papu dance with me? Oh, I don't know about that. I think that's going that. a bit too far, Connor. I'll, I'll buy you a drink if you do the Papu dance on video with me. I'll sleep on it. <laughs> that's fine. Right. I'll see you tomorrow, Nick, and everyone else. I'll see you sometime soon. Ciao for now. Ciao. Fritti scampi e chianti calamari, Luca, sei per me. Cannoloni, lucacioni, pepperoni, Luca sei per me Numero uno Bella donna, mamma mia, alimento, show Roma, Roma, riberi, amore mio Mozzarella, mortadella, nutella, Luca sei per me Numero uno Stand by for action
Push again. Three, four. Prego. Acqua minerale, grappa speciale, cozze vongole. Prego. Foto di panini, chicche Lamborghini, Luca, Johnny, Krishmiuni. Tortellini, cappuccini con martini, Luca sei per me. the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market mom does serves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.